Welcome back to another installment of A Light in the Sky, a 4400 recap show. Uh, we're going over Season 2, Episode 5, Suffer the Children. I am your co-host, Rain Coleman, the carefree black nerd, of course. And I have with me today, as I do every episode, my talented co-host. Let folks know who you is, man. <laughs> uh, my name is Robert. I'm the co-host of... Alive in the Sky, 4400 Recap, um, Editor-in-Chief of BlackSciFi.com, and uh, I guess just a freelance writer, <laughs> just a writer, <laughs> jack-of-all-trades. Good deal, good deal. Well, guys, before going any further, when you're listening to this episode of A Light in the Sky, any other episodes, and when you're live-tweeting 4400, use that hashtag AL4400, A Light 4400 and... Um, Make this a conversation. So, um, okay, season season two, episode five. We got three kind of four storylines. We got Sean and his homeless girlfriend. We got Richard, Lily, and the law. We got Heather yeah. Toby um, as Professor X, and kind of Jordan Collier's story. What's your what's your first impressions on this episode? Uh, they're back <laughs> because I I told you last episode I was I was disappointed and there was nothing about I think what it was called the weight of the world or weight of the world yeah um about that forty four hundreds like personal let's say plight mm-hmm. um and I'm and I'm finding that the episodes I connect to more are the ones where are basically the episodes that I, I like I enjoy the most are the ones where I can connect to the 4400 and this was one of those episodes okay. um, so I I felt that it it got back on track like immediately yeah. after so okay I know I feel the same way I um surprisingly enough I watched this episode a few times and I was like yeah oh I don't like this but you know when I sat back I said you that that's not even my first reaction. I didn't like a certain story in this episode, but overall, I really did enjoy this. And much like you, I felt like okay, now we're getting back to what made forty four hundred good to begin with. So I'm, I'm all for it, man. I'm so freaking excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was because I, you know, you know. Once again, I've I've seen these episodes before, but it's been so long since I'd you know seen this one in particular and and I was like shit am I gonna be disappointed two days in a row mm-hmm, <laughs> two episodes mm-hmm. in a row 
but um but no i mean after i started watching it i do remember you know just kind of feeling a you know a, it's not a personal connection but more of um you felt the weight of what she was going through yeah. basically yeah um so yeah we'll we'll get into it but i initial impressions i i'm i'm happy that you know things are back on track even though we saw Danny's punk ass but we'll get to that yeah fuck him oh for sure yeah. for sure Okay, uh, Okay. so diving right in then. So, we get the kind of flashbacks of what happened in the previous episodes. And like I tweeted, uh, we get Sean running through the X-Mansion to Tinta Magneto. <laughs> and um, he has a disease or a, uh, a condition that Sean cannot cure. And I love that he's having these mild seizure anxiety attack episodes yeah i love yeah. that sean can't cure him i love that mm. right well i mean it, it it makes you wonder because we've been dealing with this <laughs> for the entirety of this season like we don't know what isabel can do mm-hmm. and whatever whatever she did to call your or going to call your it has left a know a lasting impression so it's kind of like you know how can you how can you treat that yeah you know how can you treat how can you treat a baby who you have no idea what she can do (laughs) yeah it's just like like you're giving her these godlike abilities and sean can't compete with that so Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and okay so there is fault with isabel's abilities but i'm finding more fault with sean's Mainly because of what you just said. And also, mm-hmm. towards the end of the episode, not to get too detailed, but he cures something else that I felt like, is this in line with what he's able to do? Because it isn't a disease. It isn't something that naturally happened. It's something that the person essentially did to themselves. So, what, what, what are the guidelines with his powers? Like, what exactly... Are you able to quote unquote cure? You know. Uh, yeah, I, I don't. I don't think there is. I don't think they're all, as all over the place as Isabel's. Oh, for sure. Um, oh no, no, that's that's <laughs> oh, for sure. <laughs> I was just like, man, this is odd because I remember he cured the little boy. I think from episode one, and it was like, okay, this boy yeah. had a condition that naturally occurred in his body, and he cured the well, silenced the voices in the black male Jean Grey's head, but like those are natural occurrences and if you're able to just negate the powers of a 4400 like what? I don't know I just I don't know man, I'm not sure about him I don't know <laughs> I don't know man. Um, okay so yeah, so this is the thing that I watched the, this next scene and I, I think it's a testament to how good the either the scene was or the show is is getting back to when um lily and richard and isabel are in a house they apparently have bought a house and they're a happy family in suburbia and brian and heidi her ex-husband and her first child walks in and it had me stop i was like okay did i watch did i miss an episode did i miss a scene and the fact that that was my first reaction and not what the fuck is this? Like, I felt like that was a testament to the show. Like, they did really good 
but towards the end of this little scene, I started kind of getting pulled out because I think Heidi said something like, are you my new mom? Are you going to be my mom now? And I was like, wait a minute, this ain't right. But initially they wait, sold no, me. Hmm? She, asked, she asked Richard, you're my new dad. Okay, yeah, that's right. That's right. She did say that. And uh, and that's what kind of pulled me out. I was like, wait a minute, this is, I'm all for Brian because, you know, whatever, he's grown. But Heidi doesn't know this woman. Like, what would you? <laughs> I don't know. Um, I enjoyed it, though. I really, I don't think we've had a scene like this in this show yet. Like, this is the first of its kind. Yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, they're at peace. You know, that's the, um, that's the other thing that, kind of will you know might throw you off is you know everybody everything's so bright yeah. <laughs> everything's so sunshiny marvel and <laughs> yeah one of the um you know things i don't know if you notice is because they're filming up in vancouver and i guess they can never film during summer which is weird uh-huh. but it's always it's always overcast okay and this is like this is one of the few scenes where you see sunlight coming through the windows mm-hmm. everything's mm-hmm. like bright you know She's wearing a dress, like a bright dress. Yeah, and it's not like a like a shirt with a you know like they're yeah. on the run. But uh, the other thing that starts off in the first ep- I mean first part of the episode is that violin playing in the background. Oh yeah. So there's the when you know Jordan is having his convulsions and then it goes into this you know and I'll I'll go ahead and say it it's basically her dream mm-hmm. you know because she starts crying in the dream and they're like why are you crying and she's, I think in the dream she says she's happy but then you see Richard start she, she he's shaking her in, in I guess it's a jeep mm-hmm. and she's crying because she's like you know this, this is something that we can't have yeah. or it's something that she wants but mm-hmm. you still hear the violin so that's another thing that you know might suggest like yeah this isn't real because there's <laughs> yeah. this violin is going through all of these different you know these different scenes which uh, on its on its own, yeah, it was odd, but that even picked up on the other storyline, which was, again, this was a good episode. Um, yeah. One thing I did not like is Lily is stressed. It's like, oh, when can we ever stop running? But I felt personally attacked because last episode when we was up in the in the cottage farm with my homeboy with a play, a safe place to stay. And a job on the rise. You talking about we can go to my sisters in Salem? This just doesn't feel right. Well, <laughs> where is she at now? Why are we not going to Salem to stay with your sister now? Like, what? Right. You can't put everything well, on know, me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I was gonna. And also, you notice that later on they mentioned in the episode that they're in Idaho now. It's either Idaho or Iowa. Mm-hmm. So they, they, I mean, you know, they're they are further away from Seattle, but. Yeah, she, you know, they definitely went the wrong way if she wanted to go to her sister's place. Let's say, I was, I was like, all right, man, you you need to be quiet, Lily. I didn't like her this episode. I really didn't. Um, but, right. yeah, so we, we go to a Fairview, Washington, where we meet Heather Toby, who disappeared in, what, 1947 or? 1974. Okay, that sounds better. That sounds about right. Um, yeah, so she disappeared in March of uh, 1974, and I have to say, I didn't know how to take her. I honestly thought she was a child predator. Like, the way she was acting, oh. I, did, I was like, what? It, it, 
the scene, okay, the scene is her. She's an uh, art. Is she an art teacher? Or a mute? She's an art teacher, right? Okay. So that's another thing. She, I guess she's an art teacher, but see, I, for some reason, I just started thinking because there's a lot of stuff going on. Yes. In the class, it's like it's sculpting, it's art, it's music. Now, maybe she teaches an elective. They allowed her to start teaching an elective where all of the creatives types of mm-hmm. you know things to be and then i mean you know to be honest with you i could i could definitely uh, see it yeah i can understand it and to be and maybe that added more fuel to the fire for the um for the parents they're yeah. like you know why are we switching classes and you know they should be doing this separately and yeah. in one but i just kind of chalked it up to like a gifted or like an AD yeah. style class yeah i could see you that know, I'll, I'll be in a middle school but it was still a lot. Like, what I'm painting while you're playing the violin. Like, how did, what if that interrupts my process? That's ugh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's and that goes to show, like, okay, they wanted to show how all of these pro. She's helping all of these prodigies. Yeah. To pop in the school, and they were like, "Well, let's just put them all in one class." I mean, yeah. At least, at least she wasn't like bringing out the mathematician and kids <laughs> and having having kids doing like. What, it, what was the name of the movie with Russell Crowe? Um, uh, Powder? <laughs> beautiful Mind. Po- no, yeah. A beautiful Mind. Mm, mm, yeah. yeah. Like, like you, see, pe- you see people doing a beautiful mind equations right. when people are playing a plan. So. I, I would have been fine with that for everything else they've thrown in there. But honestly, it yeah. was the 90s and we have an hour to get through the story. So I'm. it didn't really pull me out. But I was like, "What? this is not how high school works. Like It just didn't feel, it was jarring to say the least. Um, Mm -hmm. the thing that, and I, again, I thought she was some sort of predator because of the way she touched the kids, which it isn't anything sexual. She is being, the fact that her powers work by her putting her hand on your shoulder or maybe just making contact with you and then looking into your eyes, it just felt very, it just didn't look right. So... Right, yeah. and, and I think that I mean they, you know, they basically show that's what she's doing, you mm-hmm. know, and then she goes to, I cannot remember this kid's Greg. name, but he's Greg. Greg. So she goes to Greg, and after you know talking with the other, let's say, child prodigies, um, and he, she doesn't sense it. She doesn't see it in mm-hmm. him. Um, and we'll get into what her ability is when Tom and Diana talk to her later on. But she can't; she doesn't see that spark in, yeah. in him. So immediately after that, the principal and uh, I think two sheriffs, yeah. deputies, or whatever, mm-hmm. they, they come and basically arrest her on charges of child abuse. And Which, that's when they it cuts to the credits. But it was very um, that was weird. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> No, no, no. I mean, I, yeah, I've never seen a. I've, to be honest, I've never seen a teacher arrested at a school. So yeah, I don't know. If that's I, I don't know. If that's how you're supposed to do it. You know, you just leave the kids in there by themselves. Right. <laughs> I was like, that's kind of traumatized. Even if she, you know, God forbid, had actually been abusing them, I feel like because they are so young. Once you have again, like you said, sent someone in and requested her in the office, or like you, this isn't high school, which still isn't better. But why would you? I don't know. That was that seemed traumatizing to the children to yeah. arrest yeah, your I mean, teacher. And the, kids, mm. and the kids and the kids like her. You yeah, know, they were like, oh, oh God, no. <laughs> so right, yeah. 
Um, so then the credits roll, and then um, yeah. what's the next scene after that? Uh, the family reunion. We finally see Sean's mama after 47 <laughs> episodes. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they was just like, yeah, take your vacation. You deserved it. Right. Yeah, but it's, uh, I, 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 yeah. I did enjoy I hate Tom, still hate Tom, but I enjoyed seeing them together. Um, yeah. I, I, I did feel like they were siblings. I mean, I don't know what you think, but it did to me feel like, okay, this is a brother and sister, or at least some cousins that would have that. Yeah. It wasn't sexual energy. It was like, these are, this is family, you know, so. Yeah, uh, they definitely didn't have no Lannister vibes going. <laughs> um, no, they, I, you know, I, I think. One of the things that has always stood out to me about the show that I like are the family dynamics, um, you know, of Tom and his his sister and, and all the kids. I guess in this case, it's Kyle, Sean, and Danny. Mm-hmm. And in the midst of all of this, you know, the larger-than-life stories that they're mm-hmm. telling, you know, about essentially... You know, superpower people saving the futures. You still have a you, you have this family at the at the core of it. You yeah. know, so and everybody has their various roles. You know, Sean is on his end. Tom is on his end, and then you have Kyle. You know, maybe like somewhere in the middle. Um, but for some reason, I just like the fact that you know they were they were connected. So I I like this scene. I actually like the fact that they brought her back. Yeah. And at the end of the day, they're just talking about the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, she's talking about the fact that she hasn't seen Sean in about a year and you know, even though he left on well, I mean not him, but they you know, it was bad terms. Yeah. But she, you know, they're still a child. Mm-hmm. So that that's something that I actually really enjoy. Yeah. Um but that that's you know for me that's just one of the things that I've always in, I've, I've liked about the series. Yeah. No, no, I wholeheartedly agree. I um I I like the mom. I'm more conflicted with her than I am with Danny. I just don't like him. He's still an asshole. Yeah. Um with her it's yeah. like cuz I I think of if this was real, she was just a mom taking care of her kids. One of them uh, was abducted. She had to mourn him, and then he came back. Then with powers, and then I have to figure out how to make my like. I, she is the victim. Danny is an asshole, but she is the victim. So I like her. I want to see more of her. I don't need to see Danny. Yeah. Well, you got to see him next scene. He um he was upstairs with oh. you know Kyle playing video games, and the thing that was surprising to me was that he. He, he it sounds like he misses his brother, well, but yeah. he misses him based on his own like twisted way mm-hmm. of looking at it. He was like, it wasn't his fault that you know he left us and you know beat my ass. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. It's no, Nikki he, from he me. Blamed, he blames it on the forty four hundred center. So and Kyle because he's only had that one interaction with him, he kind of agrees with him mm-hmm. that they think that he's a part of a cult. So, I mean, that that's basically, I think, how that... Oh, no, and the other thing that came out of the scene was apparently Kyle and Danny go to the same college. Ugh. And yeah, this is the other thing that kind of, like, this is some bullshit. Red you know, Kyle was like, I, I saw you on campus. Why didn't you say anything? And then Danny was like, well, no. Uh, you know, I didn't know what to do because I'm stupid. And <laughs> it just, and I'm just like, that's your family, man. Right. This is like, 
that's I don't yeah that's weird because my I actually have a family reunion coming up like next month I yeah. ain't seen ton of them in at least a decade like why would I oh I don't know what to say we go to the same school how about that? What are you studying, cousin? Like, you don't even have to focus on him having been in a coma. I was like, this, this can't be in, well, just in, simply put, to put race into it, this can't possibly be how white people would have actually acted. This has to be just terrible writing, because you can't make me believe that our cultures are so vastly different that they would not know how to speak to a cousin that was in a coma. That's no, that, that's all Danny. Yeah, I mean that—that's that, him. My guy. Because he once again, he says that, and then he does something else later on in the episode where it was just like, okay. yeah, it's like, have you not learned? Who? Nah, he, I don't he, like not him. Within a year, not within that year. He, nah, fam, he is very much like a psychopath or a sociopath. Something is off about him. I don't know. Um, right. Yeah. Well, um, we move on to what? Where did they say? Because Collier and Sean discussed this exact. Is it's an opening, right? What is the, what is this event that they're okay? So they're um. So as a part of, I think the this um, new look that he's he's trying to do for the per, for the forty four hundred. Yeah. 4400 in the 4400 center I, it's it seems like it and it seems like it's an outreach of sorts to like basically start the job that they were tasked with mm-hmm. doing okay so it's it, it sounds like they were about to they were trying to clean up this part of the the city's harbor mm-hmm. and that just wasn't it wasn't it didn't look good so that way they can clean it up and just you know do something like conservation so that's kind of what I saw but that's like I think it's more of a PR type of thing. Okay. Um, to tell people like you know, this is us. We're here. We're trying to help out. Yeah. But in this case, they're not. I don't think they're using abilities or anything. It's just no. you know just outreach. So yeah, this is. So basically, that's when you have you know what happens with um, Sean's homeless girlfriend now. Which is uh, okay. All of this was horrible to me, and not even. Because she's homeless. So I do want to make that clear. Like, oh, she's not deserving of love because she's homeless. That's not it. They are... Okay. Okay, let me... Where do I start? Whatever this 4400 Outreach Center is, I'm assuming that because of the way this show was shot, they want you to think that the building behind them is the center? Or do they want us to think it hasn't been built yet? Which which one do you... I, see, I, I don't think it's been built yet because, like, she said something to the effect of... And, you know, you pushed us out of here so that you could, you but, know, whatever, do what you need to do or whatever. And, um, yeah, okay. And that's what had me kind of confused because I was like, okay, out of where? This is grass that is beautifully manicured. That building looks <laughs> like it was built, I don't know, 10 years ago. Like, where did they push you? Because, mind you, listeners, this entire space is like literally right off the water like maybe 60 feet from the water beautiful green grass it's bright and sunny they stood out so bad 
or so much or whatever. They stood out, but I'm I don't understand where did these people come from? Like it, that that did take me out of it. It probably shouldn't have, but I was very confused and a bit yeah. frustrated watching them. Um, her overacting and then her silent partner in crime. <laughs> I. Just, mm, mm. Mm. No, no, and I, I agree because like she there there are a couple of things she does later on where it's just like okay, you know this is you know definitely a little over the top. Yeah. Um. The um and I guess basically she's getting food along with her friend, and then security comes in to throw them out of the, I guess the launch or the uh, you know, party. You know, the basically press conference for the um for the work yeah. and. Sean says he, you know, tells security let them get the food, and then she says something like, uh, um, <laughs> she's like, uh, he's like trying to save the future. That, the, that's the last thing she says. Yeah. She says, trying to save the future, huh? It's got to have a future to live for. Which is like, then, like <laughs> is this the wire? What is this? That's yeah, a- it wasn't, no, shit, no, no, the wire would not have done no shit like that. Mm. They had some, they had more, they had better writing, and it was a little bit more authentic. Okay. Like, if they had had a street street person if they had a homeless person on that show that person would have been like fuck I gotta take crack or some shit like that I don't know <laughs> bro but, um, this, no I'm just kidding no <laughs> this is, she, she was why were they so filthy and, okay again I hope I oh, yeah. I hope I don't sound I, like a privileged asshole I'm trying my best but it's not even about actual people who are dealing with homelessness like this girl in particular I don't understand I don't understand her and that's bothering me why is she so well, mm-hmm. one, of, one of the things that got to me was when okay, this is jumping a little bit ahead mm-hmm. and we'll, we'll backtrack but if we're specifically talking about her when they were at the thrift store yes Sean took them in there I was like looking at her and I was like why the fuck is she wearing a rope Bruh. And and in my mind, because you know there are definitely there are kids on the street. Yes. I mean, it just is. You know, it's it's a it's that's it's a lar- that's a large segment of the you know, I guess of the homeless population, mm-hmm. um, and it's been like that for many many years. Um, but with her wearing this, like it was, I was like, the is is are, are you suggesting that she just saw a rope? <laughs> she just put it on her neck, and it just seemed very like it was a weird wardrobe yes, choice. Yes, yeah, and it was just it seemed like it turned her more into a caricature. That added to the line, like the lines, like it's like fighting for the future. <laughs> you gotta have a future to fight for. And I was yes. like, I guess I could. That's a commercial line. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. I don't know. I mean, how do you, how did you feel about her? And, and I, then also. Them trying to make her the love interest of Sean so quickly too. Like this is I, yes. this is what I this is what pisses me off. And I know it's an older show, but had they have actually planned out the way that we plan out shows now, you could have introduced her like two episodes ago and made it be this background D plot that eventually became because this was so out of the left field. I said, "What, Sean? What are you even?" What are you doing? What is she doing? Like, I didn't like her. She was... Okay, and then also speaking to the thrift store scene, 
why didn't she steal some clothes from there? Um, and I, I put emphasis on steal because the way that they wrote this girl, she's willing to, you know, do what she needs to survive. So if that means sexual favors or what have you, it's very easy to just like take a shirt and stuff it under your shirt than it is to walk out the thrift store with a guitar. So you already have on these filthy, I don't know. I just, it, I may not even be, go ahead, go ahead. No, 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 no. Finish, finish up with you. No, I, I just don't. I feel like I might not be getting across what it is I'm actually thinking. I don't think I'm doing a very good job. But in short, something about her and the costume choices and the acting choices, like her friend, he felt like, okay, he was maybe a character who is homeless in a show or movie. She felt yeah. like, I am an actress and this is the role that I am playing. It didn't feel... Right. Real. It didn't feel mm-hmm. natural. No. I mean, you know, and then it's funny because I wonder if it was her choice to put the robe around her neck <laughs> and be like, you know what, this is what the street kids wear. Right. This is what they will wear. It's like they're literally hanging on by oh, a by a rope. Yeah. And, was, and then and, and then she said, begin scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. It seemed, she just it seemed really over the top. And we'll get to, there was something in particular that, and I, I want to save this, mm-hmm. to something that happens, like, kind of soon. But yes. um, the scene after, and you know what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. it was just weird. Mm-hmm. Um, so the scene, so right after that, they show Diana and uh, Tom, they got the assignment to go and, you know, deal with the teacher. Yeah. And one of the things that I do like about the scene is that <laughs> Tom is just like, when you're talking about the case, you know, they're mentioning that there probably is a chance that she could have, you know, sexually abused these kids. Mm-hmm. And then Thomas was like, first we have a serial killer who is a 4400. Yeah. <laughs> and now we possibly have a child molester who's a 4400. Right. And I love that they are actually, re- you know, taking into account that, like, this is pretty fucked up. They yeah. may have super abilities, but right. it's probably might have been the worst of the worst. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I like the, I, I like them. I don't like Tom at all, but I like them. Um, <laughs> also, in that same scene, I do want to backtrack because this, y'all, okay, so t- Tom and Diana walk through a parking garage to his car so that they can go on the road to Fairview. It, mm-hmm. um, Diana says, oh, you know, this is the longest I've been away from, I've never stayed a night away from Maya since I've had her. He says, oh, yeah, you know, because your sister's watching the one with all the tattoos. Now, to me, even though I don't like Tom, I thought that was a very friendly jab at, at Diana. Like, ah, uh, you know, you complain about your sister, but she's actually helping you out. Diana went yeah. completely left field. I was like, your son's an alcoholic, and he's, he's drunk. I was like, that is below the belt, fam. That is, she was like, yeah, I bet Kyle's ordering Did some he- kids now. Hmm? But no, did he? Um, I hadn't even looked at it like that. Right, that's actually pretty, pretty fucked up. That's what I'm saying. That's why Diana's boss. So, <laughs> but I mean, I get it. You know, you can't you can't say what is someone's um, what they're sensitive about, and he didn't really care. Like their dynamic, that's fine. But me watching, I was like, okay, now that's like me saying. <laughs> Uh, Robert, I didn't. That shirt you got on ain't really that nice. And you're like, yeah, your mom's dead. And I'm like, wait, what, <laughs> bro? Exactly. Attack my shirt. Attack my. <laughs> but I don't. That was just funny to me because I was like, God damn, Diana, you, 
You mean as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she escalated that shit. I mean, and, and what I was wondering was, I guess he did tell her about Kyle blacking out yeah. after drinking. So she was like, I guess she gonna black out and probably do something crazy. Um, so they, um, they go to the school. The school's having, it's like half of, it's half of what the... The segregation crew, that with that, you know, the, the, you know, the protesters, the, mm-hmm. you know, the segregationists meets, uh, keep those muties out crew, right? Um, and there's one guy in particular, Steve, you know, leading, yeah, leading the, um, the fucking lynch mob, right? And they, I think the only thing that happens is that Tom and Diana, they kind of see this, and then they get a chance to talk to the principal a little bit. Yeah. And the principal doesn't really... He's horrible. He he says... He basically says... He he sees a change. You Mm -hmm. cannot... You cannot, you know, argue that there hasn't been a change amongst some of these kids, but he doesn't really see it as being, Mm -hmm. you know, negative. So... The, um... So they basically go into this montage, not even a montage, it's just a sequence where, or a scene where they show Tom and Diana doing their jobs, they're interviewing the children, mm-hmm. and they talk to the kid who's playing, who was playing the violin at the beginning, they talk to a, a girl who has become a master sculptor, and then Hardly. there's one other, well there's another guy who is a painter, you know, who does oh, painting. Oh, that grown man, yeah. Yeah, and he she said grown man. <laughs> that was not a middle school child. He was he that was a grown man. <laughs> he was grown. <laughs> well that grown man is painting in middle school. Mm-hmm. And then they talked to the you said his kid the kid's name was Greg. Yeah. Um the one at the beginning that she was trying to seduce I guess let's say shine his light or mm-hmm. find his you know, what his thing was. Yeah. And she she couldn't so he is sitting there just Pissed. crapping on her and you know just all this and it's funny because at one point Diana says because he says something to the point of like yeah you know my dad told me that these kids are gonna yeah grow up but, and have tumors and yeah. serial killers and, and then she says would your father be Steve um, Frank uh, whoever the guy was yeah. and and he says, "How do you know?" And it's a it's a, a little funny moment mm-hmm. because they Tom and Diana know, you know that's that's how his dad talks. That's his asshole of a dad. Very much so. Um, yeah. Now, my okay. Oh, and his name is Frank. My bad. I kept saying Steve. Um, what it's funny to me is in, okay. One, I love Greg. I don't like him, but I I like him. That child actor did a really good job because the way he spoke. Yeah. Didn't it, it really did feel like this is a child repeating what their parents have said? It didn't feel like like he he played that off really well. Additionally, though his father is the villain, a lot of the stuff he was saying is true. We don't know what the side effects of this is. Yes, this is fine now. So that's why I I love this episode because I hated his dad because he was set up to be hated. I didn't really love Miss what is it, Theodore, Riley, or whatever, Heather, Toby, but I understood both sides. Like, I have this power. I can do this thing for them to better their life, to get them out of here. But then at the same time, realistically, we don't know what the effects are. We just saw a man get thin to death last episode from 
yeah. changing spit with somebody. So we don't know what. So I. That's why this show was so good for me. I you, no matter who you agreed with, there were pros and cons on each side. Man, right, right. loved it, loved it. Yes, yes. And, um, so then after this, mm-hmm. <laughs> but okay, my note that I put down, I said this was Rain's favorite part because <laughs> um, <laughs> I know he's gonna be pissed. Uh, they show Richard and Lily. At the gas station, Lily's in the car with Isabel, Richard's inside, and then two state patrol officers come in. So Richard starts, you know, he he makes a beeline for the, um, you know, to just get to buy his stuff. And as he's walking out, the cop sees him, Mm -hmm. and he calls him by his last name. And Richard just stands, uh, but from his perspective, he can see Lily in the car, mm-hmm. and Lily, Lily does want to, you know, help him. Yeah. But Richard straight up says he no. he just mouths, he's like, "Leave, you know, mm-hmm. get out of here," and you can see Lily kind of feeling, you know, kind of dealing with it, and she mm-hmm. she winds up driving off. So he he gets. Um, I don't want to say he gets arrested. It's like it's one of those things where because they didn't check in, I don't know what the punishment is. Yeah. All I know is that he he just gets picked up by the cops. Yeah. Because he he hasn't checked in with the intact. Um and that's that scene. But yeah, I said this was Ray's, I said this is Ray's favorite part. Bruh, I hated in a few different reasons. One, the optics, like and and I do agree Lily was conflicted. I don't want it to seem like she was like, All right, nigga, I'm out of here. It wasn't that. But I still was like, Okay, they walk right past this white woman and what well, a few things. One when the scene opens, Richard, why are you just standing there? Y'all are on the run. Why are you parlaying in the bodega? Get what you need and get the hell up out of there. <laughs> there are cameras. Two, the state trooper guys, whatever, they walk right past Lily. Okay, I'm going to excuse that. When they go into the uh, the store, they aren't doing anything either. Like, wh- what is this? Then we get them at the register and... Why did Richard look up at them at all? I don't understand that. But, though I didn't like the way it looked because of Lily and Richard's dynamic, I don't understand why Richard didn't just leave that shit there and walk out the door. I was like, there are more stores. That's what I was wondering. Bruh, you could have went to, like, I'm sure there was a store right down the road. And if he had just, like, walked out, had Lily drive off and just hit that corner so they wouldn't know you were in that truck... What I was like, oh, this is so. Uh, so the optics, yeah, I didn't like that. But the more I thought about, it, I said, Richard is. What are you doing? Like, you can't be the martyr. This could have been avoided. I feel like, but. Yeah, no, no I, I, I definitely agree. Um, but like I said, that's why I knew it was going to be your favorite scene. Oh, um, so <laughs> after that, they show the the kids. Um, kids, things grown. Yeah. Full grown, okay, teenagers are grown ass people. Um, You know what I started thinking about when I see them living under the bridge or whatever? Um, You remember Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, the first movie, the live action one? (gasps) Yes. It it reminded me of where all those, you know, the kids who were working for Shredder were living in like arcade games and, you know, I don't know, you know, food and just all this shit. Neverland. Um, they show Sean hanging out, and he bought all these people some pizza. Mm-hmm. And then the the lady 
lady from earlier. Who is she? I don't know. What'd you say? What you talking about with the rope on her neck? Yeah, with the rope on her neck. Uh, she she says she says something to the effect of like, "What do I got to do for this piece?" Yes. And um, and he's he's like, "No, nah, it's not like that." Mm-hmm. And then she's like, "What? I'm not good enough for you?" <laughs> and I'm like, what the hell? But he says, "Maybe I'm not good enough for you." What are you? What are well, you? No, Sean was Sean was you know Sean is smooth when it comes to responding to shit because I'm pretty sure in his mind he was just like, "What the fuck is this?" But see, like, I thought that too. But the way it played out, was he? I don't know, man. Yeah, I, I don't know if he was immediately going to try to like what do you say, hit it or get get with her, but <laughs> I. I just felt that that was like a really weird ass like, you know, maybe he just wanted to give you some fucking pizza. He, yeah. He, what what kind of what kind of dude walks up to a woman and says, "Hey, I got pizza. Let's knock them boots," you know, or yeah. just some shit like that. Especially in her like, situation. I take your pants off. Right. Like what the fuck? <laughs> mm. And it was just weird, but that just kind of goes back to the whole her being over the top. Like, yeah. It, it was just weird, but um, you know he he so they eat pizza under the bridge. No, <laughs> um, who is this lady? There's a lady on the couch next to him that I feel like the show did not know if they wanted her to be one of the homeless kids or if she was part of the forty four hundred <laughs> center because when 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 the girl walked up. And she's like, yeah, Rico, who got us the piece or whatever. Some girl's like, yeah, Sean, there she is. And I'm like, okay. And she's there at the thrift store. But I'm like, she's not dirty. Like, she, like, I don't, I've never seen this woman a day in my life. What is she? Right. <laughs> I don't know. I don't I don't know. I mean, it's like, yeah, she, I, she, they just kept expanding her little crew of friends until they got to the thrift store, and after that, that's when it, like, maxed out. Right, right. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's just, like, you can't have more than five, like, homeless people in this episode. Right. Um, yeah, no, but she, yeah, she definitely appeared out of nowhere. Yeah. Um, so, I think the scene after that is, they Lily show Brown. Lily mm-hmm. call her a-hole uh, ex-husband for... Brian, fuck him. You know, it's account with you know with Richard, and he's just like, you haven't called me in a year, and this and that, and this and that, and this and that, and she, I mean, she basically says that she has nobody else that she can go to. Mm-hmm. So, and he also says he doesn't practice criminal law. Yeah, so which is like reason as to why he possibly can't take the case or look into it. But he, he ultimately does decide to. Um, he's a dick to do it. I hate so, him. Um, a few reasons. He's talking about, oh yeah, Intech been calling me all summer looking for you. Okay, well, why haven't you reached out? Two, um, yeah, you ain't called me in a year, and you disappeared in this net. You said I couldn't be a part of my child's life. What the fuck else was she supposed to do? Like, I just, it was so weird. I said, is this the same character from season one? Because he seems vastly different. Also, does Heidi know who I am? Because clearly she can't know who I am. But if Intag is calling you constantly, I would imagine at least one of those times, maybe she was around if they showed up at the house. Ain't she going to have questions? Who the hell are these people? Like, you're just going to keep lying to her? And where's your wife and your other kid? I, 
I don't like Brian. I don't like him. <laughs> Fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, he's trash. I think after. So yeah, he's trash. He's trash. So after that, um, we see the interview. Yeah. To the father. Oh yeah. So they talk to. Um, this guy, well, basically one of the parents, actually, is it the parent of the violinist? Yeah, that's him. So, the father, so on one side, earlier in the episode, you saw one father who was just like, kick, the, kick this woman out, she's doing a disservice, you know, to our, um, you know, to our kids. Mm-hmm. But then also, so this scene, you actually see um, a parent who agrees with what she's doing. So I think it's just a nice counterbalance. And he explains that they sent a, a video of his son you know, playing the violin to mm-hmm. one of these very prestigious, um, I guess, musical schools, mm-hmm. and he's happy that he's going to possibly go to college. A scholarship, so he was like, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a gift. He he, and they're treating it as such. So yeah, but, is, um, yeah. I think he says whatever he can do to help out, he will. Him and um, his wife, yeah. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, yeah, him and his wife. He's like, yeah, we 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 paid part of the bail, and I pay it all if we were if I could afford it. And uh, I, that was a really good scene. It was really short, but that was a really good scene. Um, yeah. Then we move on to the forty four hundred center, where Sean is just gushing over the fact that he bought these homeless people pizza. Um, and I. I don't know what I'm going to sound like, maybe a social justice warrior or whatever, but I felt like that wasn't enough. For you to run back and be so excited and want to help these people, one, are you doing it because this girl is pretty? Uh, Two, pizza, okay, they're homeless. Like, what's next? You fed them for a night. What else are you doing for them? I I was the other, the, okay, so there's a couple of things with this. Um, he, <laughs> he, I'm glad you clocked the pizza thing because I think part of it was he is still maybe looking at this from the mentality of a teenager. Yeah, okay, yeah. And, and I'm sorry, but even as a teenager, I know that homeless people ain't just going to want some food. But I don't think he's thinking about utilizing the full resources that, resources that they have at their disposal. Which you is know, a he problem. He could have easily have been like, hey, this is a homeless shelter that we've we're renovating mm-hmm. or that we're renting out and mm-hmm. you know, do all your programs and stuff there. But um so it's funny, like he, he just doesn't think that far. He just thinks like, okay, they want it they came to my event looking for food, let me bring them some food. And pizza you know, that's, that's where he think of that and the rope. <laughs> the rope around <laughs> the neck is big <laughs> but um but yeah no i definitely understand what you're saying i mean you gotta you know look towards the long you know want to look at the long game yeah but um she it um it's, it's just funny but um he so after the after that you know he's talking to jordan and jordan straight up says like you know this is good you know this is this is kind of the outreach that we wanted to do, you know, mm-hmm. and, and I'm glad that you're doing it, but don't show them your abilities. And then mm-hmm. Sean says something to the fact, what, because they can't afford it. Mm-hmm. And Jordan's just like, no. Nah. Right. Because once you heal a person, you got to heal everybody. And you can't, even and not even tell, you can do that. <laughs> What'd you say? Yeah, he, he said, and not even you can do that. You can't heal everyone. Like, 
and you know we'll <laughs> see what happens later on <sighs> but um I guess still kind of... I mean, do you think that Jordan was making sense? I think so, yeah. Like, honestly and truly, because yes, you have these abilities, and let's say, hypothetically, you can literally cure everyone, but there are more people than you're able to help. You cannot... Like, you, you, he's not... Like you said, he's thinking like a teenager, but I don't buy that as an excuse because you're over here in the 4400 Center. You've been here for at least a year. You haven't picked up any like business sense like yeah so no i think i think jordan was right and i do like that jordan even though we've seen him sleep with celebrities uh drive an ex-lover or some girl who was interested in him to try to kill us out of all the shitty stuff he's done he's still a smart competent person even though he doesn't have these powers he understands and i don't feel like he really wants to keep these powers away from people like point blank period you can't cure everyone and i believed it i was like yeah jordan that's absolutely right silly as sean so yeah no i agree i agree um so then after that we see sean we mentioned this earlier that they go to a thrift store and um he has a he has a jam session with the homeless uh, woman mm-hmm. on a guitar. Like he he has a guitar, she has a guitar, and they start playing this. Um, and I guess just a tune. Yeah, it was, just, it was nice. It was nice. Yeah, it was it was cool. Um, and when they're leaving, he gives her. It's, yeah, he gives her a. Um, uh, a guitar. Yeah, the, guitar. yeah, the one she was playing. Yeah. Yeah, the one she was playing. Um, and then she doesn't know how to accept it and because she says it's been a while. Uh, but she, you know, she ultimately does. Um, her, her face is clean, FYI. The homeless people are getting slightly cleaner and cleaner. I, suppose, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. But yeah. <laughs> Fuck that. Um, yeah, but we went to yeah, university um, so after that. What'd you say? They said we're at the university after that with Danny and uh, Kyle. Yeah. Danny and Kyle. Yeah. Yeah. So Danny <laughs> Danny and Kyle walk past this girl who is reading the 4400 book that Collier wrote. And Danny gets his unsolicited opinion. Because nobody asked him for the shit. He's just like, you know, that, you know that book is garbage or that it's a bunch of lies. And when she doesn't respond see this this struck me as like some entitled asshole bullshit like a woman doesn't respond to you so you get up closer to her and make sure that she looks at you Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah and it's just it's it's some bullshit yeah but um needless to say they're both um you know they got shut down or whatever um and I'm trying to think after that um Oh no, no, that's what uh, he starts talking shit. Yeah, uh, yeah, that's what I was. I think I was kind of jumped ahead, but yeah, and he says, he says, "Watch my back," which is <laughs> because, we've never done that. Why would I? Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, that's what it was. The boyfriends of the, the one of the boyfriend, the boyfriend of the girl walks up, and then he has a friend with him, and then they're just like, you know, why don't you shut the shut the fuck up? Yeah. And then Danny turns turns to Kyle, and Kyle's like, let's just leave. Yeah. And then Danny. He's like, watch my back. And then Kyle blacks out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
That was the funniest thing. And it was funny because my wife, when she was watching the scene, she said, Juice? Because he's pouring out the orange juice. And I was just like, why are you yelling at all? She's like, she poured, he's pouring all that orange juice. Yeah, for like, sure. Because yeah. um, in my mind, he just went home to get some juice. Yeah. <laughs> he, just, he was done. Um, and he left his um, friend, he left his cousin there to get his ass whooped. Right. Fuck Danny. Because... One that girl that I could have walked past that girl. She could have been wearing a MAGA hat. She could have been reading "I hate Obama." She could like, why would I talk to her? That hasn't like she ain't bothering nobody. Like she just uh, that yeah. So that's that's where I realized there is no redeeming Danny for me at all. There's nothing he can do that's gonna make because I feel like had that scene not have happened or happened differently, where maybe the the girl's boyfriend and his friend was the aggressors, then maybe I would have like, okay, Danny ain't so bad. You caused this situation to happen. And to get like, right. oh man, like your cousin who was in a coma. So even if you don't know anything about his powers, he was in a coma for four years. Why would you get into a fight and be like, oh yeah, you got my back, right? Cousin with medical conditions. Like, what are you? It's so weird. <laughs> exactly. Fuck him, man. Like, you put everybody in danger, like. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that. Um. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah so we in the prison but, next. Um, yeah. So the next. Yeah. What'd you say? No, I said we we go to the prison next. Where? Oh yeah, Richard. Um. Yeah, Richard's in jail. And basically, um, I think this is where Collier shows up. Yep, Magneto. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, so she's. Oh wait, no, no, no. We jumped. We jumped a little bit. Um, the well, no, maybe we did. Maybe I just missed it. But I got the um, the the thing with um, Sh- I the I call him White Eye Turner. Yeah. So that came right after. Immediately after. Go ahead, cause I I, you, I have feelings. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, so so it's, I'll I'll make it quick. Um, Richard is in jail, and the cops come open the gate, and then he's like, he, they were like, you're free to leave, and then Jordan shows up, like he's the one who paid his bail or whatever. So you know that'll be the next scene after this. But this scene um, is Sean and you know his new love interest are just kind of rocking out on guitars and. You know, she winds up kind of snuggling close to him, mm. and then you hear somebody say like, "Whoa, whoa, what's up?" <laughs> and it turns out to be—I call him White Ike Turner. Yeah, because um, he's just a manipulative asshole um, who apparently she just can't get enough of. Um, and then she turns to Sean and says, "Hey, something like, hey, rich kid, we don't need your help anyways.' Yeah, you know, it's just some, bit. yeah. First of all, where has this man been? Like what? Because it don't say like he was in jail. Secondly, for her, I feel like why are you playing this dangerous game? If this man has you under his spell so hard, why would you even like? You could have just accepted Sean's help. You didn't have to get romantically close to him. Like what is that? First of all, he's silly as hell for falling for you in one day, but. Mm 
Why would she? And then he says, like, come with me. She's like, then what? What you gonna do? You gonna save me? Yes, that is what I have been doing. I have been showing you I have the funds to take care of you or to help you get on your feet. It, this was, this is something, It was. it's like payoff for something you didn't work for. So I wasn't. Right. I was like, okay, this is, this is a scene. But. Yeah, <laughs> that's all it was. Um, the um, that point, um, yeah, Greg and uh, Lily Frank. Gets a, hmm? yeah, Lily gets a call from um, her ex that um, Richard is out of actually, no, we're actually jumping around, my bad. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, Greg, they show the, the ad, asshole kid at the school, um, at, at the house trying to get ready for school, and then his dad essentially says to him, like, you know. Why are you getting ready for school? You don't, you don't do school, and <laughs> the kid doesn't want to fall behind. And he, and the father pretty much calls him stupid. Yeah, and says you never had an interest in school before. So, mm-hmm. um, just further adding to that situation. Um, I think the other thing they cut to is Danny talking to Kyle. Yeah, and and Danny says something. He says. Uh, good thing security guard was there. That security guard was there. Otherwise, I guess he would have got his ass beat. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. Fuck him. So He's... that's that's what happened <laughs> with them. Um, and so then after that, Lily gets a call that Richard is out of jail mm-hmm. uh, from her Brian. ex-husband. Yeah. But he is... Um, Richard is actually getting a... Um, Offer from Jordan, who mm-hmm. has kind of paid off the cops to have an opportunity to interview him, and, so, and basically says that if he wants, he wants um, the baby brought to him mm-hmm. to judge him, essentially. Yeah, and basically says that if you know if she feels otherwise, she's going to kill him. So he's, and that was something big that I thought of because like Jordan is essentially taking his life. Yeah. Into you know, put it in somebody else's hands. Yeah. Somebody who has shown that um, she doesn't like him too much. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, that, um, yeah. So that that's his line of rationale or reasoning. Yeah. Um. Really quick, what the hell is up with intact? Because this bargain is supposed to make Collier be the middleman between uh, Richard Lilly and Intact. But I felt like, am I forgetting something? Are, why would they be running from Intact? Like, can't they just explain Collier was after us? We were, like, why are they running from Intact? Um, I I just think it's a point now of like they don't trust anybody. Okay. But I'm trying to I am trying to backtrack to remember if there was an episode where, you know, Intac had necessarily done no. them wrong. Because I don't um, even these check ins like oh if the forty four hundred check in I'm like that has to be a season two thing because I don't remember. Again, I may be wrong. I don't think so. But when were they ever required to check in prior to season two? I don't remember that. See, I thought they always had to check in. I mean, I thought that was a part of the the whole thing with them going to um, the psychiatrist also. Okay, well, maybe that's it, but I don't know. It's, yeah. it's just, it was... I mean, I, it does seem like the type of thing where they would try to assign caseworkers yeah. you know, to it. Um, because it's, you know, it's a, it's a big 
what do they say, cataclysmic event. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah. Mm. Um, so then, I think right after that, they show Lily. That's when um, they got the offer. Jordan and the it's Isabel and Richard and Lily is like, I don't want to do it. And Richard's like, I'm tired of running. <laughs> and then right. She essentially goes along with the deal. Um, you know, for Isabel because for them it's a win-win. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know. Um, so, and then Richard, uh, they wind up uh, going back to the school. Yeah. Um, they go back to the school. And they show and they show Greg is his name. He goes to the the class of just call them the specials. The and, specials. <laughs> and um, she's the one that's being held hostage. Yeah, which is yeah, mm, it is. So there's a protest going on outside of the school, which is man, I don't know. I think the extras like phoned it in this whole episode, but um, yeah, I think this was done really well. Having Greg come in with that gun, um, that scene, and I, I mentioned this on Twitter, but it felt like, and I don't know if you remember this, but issue four of Generation X, where it was like the Christmas uh, issue, where there was a boy holding these children hostage at school, but it wasn't intentional. It wasn't malicious, I'll say. He was deformed, where he looked like, Maybe his mother did some drugs, or maybe there was like some chromosomal issues or something. But he did all that, and he wanted to be a mutant because he knew that if I'm a mutant, I have a community. And this sad twist is that he was just a person with birth defects. He was no mutant, so it felt like that child searching for something bigger and better because oh everyone else gets this life that I don't get and I have this shitty ass home life and he just yeah. snaps so it man I like I said that little boy who played Greg did a damn good job this episode. He did that. Yeah no he um he killed it I actually I mean definitely in the scene where he was talking about he didn't want to become his father. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. Straight up, and that's another thing that happens is that the teacher turns on the intercom to the front office, mm-hmm. and the the ones that are up there are. Um, I'm getting sorry. I'm getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. No, you. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, I'm sorry. He um, basically he wants he wants her to Change. fix him. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, to fix him. And like she, and that was one thing I think we did kind of jump over is that she she explained to Tom and um, Diana that her ability is that she can see a light in the children, mm-hmm. and what she does, and it has to be there. It's not something that she creates. Yeah. All that she does is that she brings it to the forefront, mm-hmm. uh, either faster or just period, because there's a chance that you know as they go older, it might just disappear. Mm-hmm. So. And that's all she does. But she she is not creating these abilities in these kids. She's not creating, you know. She's not, you know, she's not placing these in the children. Yeah. And he tells her, she tells him straight up that she can't find it. So after that, Tom and Diana are already at the school because they're meeting with the police and the principal about security because this is uh, her first day back. Yeah. 
and she has she turns the intercom on in her room and then it filters through to the front office where they're having this meeting and that's when they realize what the kid is doing with the gun mm-hmm. you know, so um and uh where, did you have any thoughts about that? No, or? just like I said, this was just an expertly done scene. Um, yeah, he. Yeah. I mean, oh, it was he did that. Really effective. I, I I enjoyed I enjoyed him, and his dad is not a good actor to me in comparison to him. Yeah, I mean, his dad was definitely like a little over the top, but I think he yeah, he played the role that he was given. Yeah, um, as far as playing the asshole and. Yeah, so then Tom has his moment of the episode where he just, this asshole is giving, like, um, press conferences mm-hmm. to his kids. And, you know, he's talking about, you know, she doesn't even be here. So Tom snatches him away and explains to him what what's going on. And then the guy was just like, well, that's a teacher. The teacher's making my boy do this. And then Tom hands the mother and basically says, you know, I had you clocked since we met you. Mm-hmm. You know, you... You're just a you're you hate you hate everything you you hate 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 and <clears throat> that's where you're trying you're influencing your child yeah you know to think that to act like that and you know it's just now it's front and center mm-hmm. you know for everybody to see so um him being a dick I guess yeah um so then he doesn't want to be like his dad but then his dad you know tells. Um, tells him straight up, don't let my mistakes get you killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he starts talking to the intercom, and the kid, you know, just cries, and then I think he gives up the gun. Yeah, so, and she hugs him like Mrs. Toby. Like she hugged like yeah. which is man, I'm not really one to be sympathetic about things like school shooter types, but yeah, this that boy's acting, this scene, like. All of this was really, it was done really well, and it was believable. I felt like even if it wasn't superpowers, if like he had an issue and was like wanted her to help him with some, I feel like this was this could have been in Law and Order. This this scene could have mm-hmm. been in any of these true crime shows, and it would have been a good scene. So I liked it, hell. Yeah, no, I mean, I um, I really enjoyed it. I I thought he did a really good job, and. You know, he said, even though you said the father couldn't act, I, I felt that when the father realized, mm-hmm. when he heard his son say straight up, like, you know, I don't want to be him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. Um, it it kind of shook him. Yeah. It kind of shook him a bit. And it's funny because we were talking about D Space Nine, a few, you know, the documentary. Yeah. Uh, there's, a, there's a character in there called um, Nog. And he's a Ferengi, and he decides to join Starfleet. He actually becomes the first first Ferengi to go into Starfleet. Yeah. Um, part of it is because <clears throat> he says that he doesn't want to be like his dad. Oh. And the way his dad, at least, is shown in the first few episodes, is kind of like as a bumbling idiot. Mm. Um. So I thought it was interesting that you know here's the the next sci-fi thing. Yeah. <laughs> that I uh, like. Uh, seeing where somebody was like, yeah, you know, I'm gonna become like my dad. So, yeah. <laughs> my dad's an asshole. But yeah, his dad was a fucking dick. Like, oh yeah, you, you, Grace, you're bringing home such and such. I'm like, that's more of a reflection on you. Like, if he's doing poorly in school, what are you doing? Like, are you even talking? Like, it, it seemed like all this stemmed from some type of jealousy. Um, yeah. 
and this is another thing that made me think that there was something inappropriate going on with with um, Heather and the students because she had mentioned his dad I taught him before I disappeared I taught all those adults and I'm like what are you holding on that's residual from 1972 that you're bringing to what is this I don't know 2003 or something like what's going on in your life why are you so upset with this teacher it, I don't know, man. It just, I don't know. I just, he, I didn't, I didn't like him. I didn't like him. Yeah, well, you know, like I said, some people are just hateful. Yeah. You know. Ugh. Yeah. Um. So then after that, Ugh. the other thing is I'm trying to make sure my notes pop up. This. So then after that, mm-hmm. um, Jordan, da, 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 not Jordan. No, Sean um, and this that that homeless guy. Runs to the 4400 Center, which is like, again, how did he get in? Not to be funny, but they've been stopping people at the door for episodes now. How did this man just run in? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's beating on her, man. You got to come help out. And I'm like, what? What is, what is this? What is this show? <laughs> Bruh. So, I don't know. It's, um, we go back under the bridge where... Homegirl, I, we didn't even. Did we care to learn her name? I don't even know this chick's name. Um, Latina and her abusive husband is on the ground, and this is okay. So Sean sees the crowd of people. We see that man is having an overdose, and Sean uses his abilities to cure this man or to save him. That's all I was saying before. What the hell is your power, Sean? How are you able to do this? That he, I don't know. That <laughs> I, I know he can drain the life out of people, and he can, well, drain of disease, but also maybe get something back. But, I, don't oh, I don't know. I just thought that was ill-defined. Because if I develop sickle cell and you cure me, that's something naturally developed. If I do a lot of heroin and I have an overdose, that's not natural. I put this in my body, and then if that's the case, are you? What about the Advil he took? Did you siphon off that? I don't know. I, maybe I'm thinking too deep into it, but I was like, this doesn't seem to work. This doesn't seem to be following the rules that were already set. Because there's a homeless guy who's older who has one leg, and he's like, cure me. He's like, oh, it doesn't work like that. What? You can't grow this man's leg back? Like, what? I don't know. <laughs> mm. I'm not a fan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. So then after, yeah. So basically, he, um, yeah, he uses the abilities. Um, and the thing that I loved about his reaction in the car was like, I felt he was just thinking like, shit, Jordan was right. Yeah. Yeah. I can't help everyone, which is exactly. Oof. And now everybody, everybody now wants a piece of you. Yeah, I think he runs away, Jordan. And meets up with the with Isabel, Richard, and Willie, mm-hmm. and nothing happens. Yeah, she you know, laughs. You know, she's um, she's, you know, she's a cute baby. You know, she's um, you know, I guess happy to see him to a certain extent, but mm-hmm. you know, it gives them a chance to, when you say, breathe a sigh of relief. Right. So, and so now they don't have to run anymore. And I'm being honest with you, man. If this had extended past like this episode with mm-hmm. them still running. 
I would have been like, okay, we got to wrap this shit up. Right, 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 right. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, how long? Like, we don't, you don't even have a clear destination. Like, we need to get to New York. So I'll know eventually you're going to end up in New York. Like, they're just running. Like, so yeah, I, I felt the same. Um, and I was, I was okay with that scene. I, I think it leaves room for Jordan to be either a saint, like he said, he's turned over a new leaf, or to be malicious later on down the road when you have them thinking that everything is okay. So I, I actually liked that scene a whole lot. Um, so then after that, I think we're, you know, things are kind of winding down. Mm-hmm. Uh, the teacher decides to, I mean, Heather Toby, she decides to leave town. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Tom and Diana, actually Diana talks about getting a piano and violin, I guess, uh, tutors. Yeah, for Maya, yeah. Yeah, for Maya. Um, and then after that, the, the final shot is the kid... Who was playing a violin? Um, you know, playing the whole episode. In the office. <laughs> mhm, mhm. Yep. And then it just closes it up with that. It closes up with that ominous sound. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> for sure. It was good, man. I like this episode. I ain't even going. Oh, yeah. yeah, definitely same here. Mhm. Well, if we ever do like a favorite episodes of the entire series, yeah, uh, this is gonna be this is gonna be on that uh, list on that list. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I um, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I think start to finish it was a nice project, even though there were parts I didn't like. Overall, it was more things that I liked than what I didn't, and um, everything mm-hmm. seemed to fit within the framework of this show. Like it was like this is very much a forty four hundred episode. So I don't know, man. This is good. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, really getting, getting to some some favorites. Who is uh, who you have as your favorite of this episode? Um, favorite. I, I actually have to choose Heather Toby. Oh, okay. Don't. <laughs> yeah, that's mine too. That's mine too. <laughs> no, no, and I'll let you. You can flush it. You can give give a more detailed reason, but I just you know having a, and this is kind of personal for me having. Married, being married to an educator. Okay. Um, seeing how Heather dealt with those kids to kind of bring out the best in them, and albeit it's a science fiction mm-hmm. you know, type of way, um, I, I just kind of that's what I connected with watching it this time. I, I can't remember. I think that maybe the last time I saw it, we I was married mm-hmm. at that point, and I've since then I got my wife obsessed with the show. Like she really likes it. Okay. But. Uh, you know, she's a speech um, language pathologist, mm-hmm. and uh, you know I respect you know what she does. So seeing an educator highlight it like this was was pretty awesome. So yeah, they were also seeing the bullshit that she had to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, like, never mind, I'm not gonna say that. I won't, I won't have to keep her jobs anyways. But yeah, <laughs> um, but yeah, yeah, I, that's kind of. That she was my favorite for that reason, but what 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 was you know why is she your favorite? Um, because some of my favorite teachers when I was young were my art teachers, and it's not that just because because I am you know I'm good at art I, I always have been, but that's the classroom felt very nostalgic for me. She was very yeah. soft spoken. Not that, let me see that's not the right wording. She was very kind with these students, and even with the 
adults, she knew that her focus was the children. So, yeah, I got locked up. They got me out on bail. My main focus has always been the children. And regardless to my thoughts about it when it first opened, like I was like, oh, is she really being inappropriate or not? Still, at the end of the day, it was about the children to the fact that she was like, at, when I leave, I'm going to just become a private tutor because I need to help people. I need to um, impart this, not wisdom, I need to pull this greatness out of them because she literally has the power to pull the greatness out of you as opposed to you. And it's not that to say that practice isn't important but that you can physically bring to the forefront something art based where a lot of times when you say that you want to draw or you want to write or you want to do music the first thing somebody hits you with is oh you're going to be a starving artist and she was the very opposite of that like shine that light so like i'm she man yeah she did it for me she did it for me yeah yeah, it kind of made me wonder, like, what other stuff has that actress been in? Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. But, you know, that's an IMDb search, whatever. But, um, yeah, yeah, I thought um, she was my favorite. Yeah, yeah, agreed, agreed. Um, yeah, she just... And I couldn't even say where it was Richard. This I, He can't even be a default, like, oh, kind of favorite. He was just doing silly shit this whole episode. I don't, man, that storefront <laughs> scene? No, I can't, I can't get with Richard, man. Um. Yeah. So, who's the least favorite for you? Um, it's a toss. <laughs> no, it's gonna go to Danny. Okay. Um, I was gonna say a toss up between him and the you know the over the top homeless girl, but yeah. As far as like, she, I, it seems like they're going out of their way to make him even more of an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, than he was now. First, now he's a bigot. Well, we knew he was a bigot to the forty four hundred. Yeah. Um, he picks fights with people only if he has like a person watching his back. Mm-hmm. And um, he doesn't take any responsibility for being the reason for why his um his brother left. He blames it on the forty four hundred. Yeah. Yeah. So, Weird. Um. Mine was between him and Sean, and okay. just because you did mention it would have been all my reasons for Danny, I'm going to go with Sean instead. Um, this love affair, I feel like we're so, we're seeing a pattern of irresponsible behavior on his part um, when it comes to women, and more so than Nikki, this one for sure, it either it wasn't written well or he just like jumped head first into whatever this was I just I didn't it didn't feel I didn't like it I feel like you did a lot of silly stuff and though Jordan is quote unquote the bad guy he he get, he gave you wisdom that you didn't listen to like you had to bump your head for yourself but in the midst of doing so you pretty much ruined these people's lives like think of you being a homeless person with an illness and you've been this way and then this man comes in and his company pushes you out of your home and then you find out later on that he can cure folks but he just runs away in this car like every you keep falling short of a victory right and it's all because of him if he had never showed up you'd have been all right you'd have just lived your regular life but you know there's a cure out there that doesn't require insurance that doesn't require you jumping through hoops and begging for assistance and then it's ripped from so Sean. Sean is my least favorite. Yeah. That guy sucks. Yeah. 
For real. <laughs> Just like his uncle, goddammit. Oh, man. Um, Sean for president. No, not president, but... At <laughs> Sean all. is, um... Like I said, he, he's growing. And I, I think he's... His arc is... You know, they show you he has his ups, he has his downs. You know, and this was definitely a down episode. For sure, for sure. But yeah, but I'm good with. I'm I'm confident that I'll like him later on. Like I don't. This yeah. feels like a one off. So I'm not. I'm not that upset. But I was like, Ugh, you doing. You doing bad, man. Um, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. And did you have a? What do you say? Favorite scene? Yeah. Uh. Damn. Did I have one? Uh, I'd have to say. I want to say Collier having his little episodes. Um. Oh, Lily's uh, nightmare slash daydream. That was probably my favorite. Like it was just because they tricked me and they successful. They did a good job, and I was yeah. So that Lily's daydream. That's my favorite. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What about you? Um, as far as the favorite scene, um, it might be a well. No, I think um. Them getting off the road, Lily and Richard just not them deciding like, okay, this is we can't keep doing this, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, it is a toss. It's a toss up between that and the scene with the kid in the school. Oh, um, oh yeah, that was a good. It would have done. Mm. Yeah, but because there was there's kind of a at least with you know the Lily and Richard, you know, there's a sense of finality about it. Like yeah. we finally, it may not be the result that we wanted. But it's the result that we wouldn't get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you just gotta roll with it like that. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm um I agree. I think those were good. Man, I, like I said, this episode was even even the Danny getting into a fight, I think yeah. with the show having Kyle have that blackout that was good, that was less choreography, that was less time to spend on that event. And that's one of those scenes that worked well with exposition because of what's happening with Kyle. Having to explain that, I'm okay with that versus, oh no, can you believe we got into that fight? Yeah, that fight was crazy, man, how they fought us and they won. Like, it was, if, if yeah, so, oh no, this is a good episode, man. Nice, yeah. Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, um, shoot. I don't know any any closing remarks or, or comments about uh, suffer the children. Um, no, I mean I you know I, I sometimes do this like on a you know scale of one to ten. I'm actually going to give this an eight. An eight? You know, it's, it's definitely yeah. It's it. I'm definitely giving it an eight. If it's if we do, and I'm I'm going to put it out here for the listener. <laughs> but if we do like. At the end of watching all these series, like the top five or the top ten episodes, mm-hmm. um, this is definitely going into into the mix. Okay, okay. Well, we can start yeah. paying attention to that. Then I, I would agree. Um, yeah, I and I can't even think of one from season one. Yeah, either way, I would agree. I would agree with you. This is yeah. one of the best um, episodes that I've seen so far. And if I was to like recommend someone to watch this show and they're like, oh, just what's one episode? I would probably give this one because there's enough going on, especially with the flashback at the beginning, the kind of recap that I think you could watch this having not seen anything else. So, yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Well, shoot. Uh, 
y'all. Uh, remember to use that hashtag AL4400 when you're listening to this episode and when you're watching 4400 live or, well, not live, but in your own respective streaming services or DVD collection. Um, let the folks know where they can find you and support you online. Yeah. Um, everybody, can they can find me at Robert uh, K. Uh, Jeffrey.com that's Robert K J E F F R E Y com and pretty much all my social media handles uh, Twitter Instagram and Facebook you can get to them uh, get to those through the website yeah 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 good job good stuff good stuff of course that will be listed in the show notes folks and I am the carefree black nerd um, if you're listening to this Check the feed for other shows before and after this one. Please check, uh, be on the lookout for a light in the sky uh, weekly when that comes out. And for me, Twitter, Carefree Blurred, is the most immediate way to get in touch with me. Use that hashtag AL4400, a light 4400. Um, all other social media, Carefree Black Nerd. If you must, email me, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com. And uh, rate and review. Leave a review. Specifically about a light in the sky, and let us know what are your thoughts. Do you agree? Do you disagree? Um, hell, just give us some feedback, and uh, on those twitters as well. Shit, uh, that's me. So, <laughs> um, and I, yeah. <laughs> so um, I don't know. Until next time, guys. Uh, stay carefree. Stay nerdy. Stay geeky, and stay away from bigoted parents in high school settings I guess um yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that sounds about right yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> well thank y'all and we will see you next week <laughs>